Welcome back to The Red Carpet, a podcast where we look at how well or how terribly our favorite books have been adapted to the big screen. I'm Mad. And I'm Cass. And we're so excited you've tuned in. How are you, Cass? Oh, boy. <laughs> how am I? How am how are I? You? I? How, how I mean, are we? How are we doing? For those of you listening, when you're listening to this podcast is is not when this happened, but... Midnight's by Taylor Swift just came out. It is the year of our Lord, 2022. It's been out for just over 13 hours. I mean, (laughs) and here's the here's the here's the deal, friends. Cass and I stayed up. uh, We did that thing. Obviously, like it's you know midnight's released at midnight. So we stayed up. We did a little fun little listen with our friend Esther at Esther's reading. Oh my god. Oh, it was everything. It was, it was truly <laughs> so perfect. It was so perfect. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Um, yeah. And then that led to, I think, all of us listening again for a second yes. time. All yes, the way we through. we did two listens. We did two whole listens. So it was like 2 a.m. basically. Yep. And then I I had to tap out. I was so t- I I had to tap out. Mm-hmm. No, I tried that, to. Yeah, I know. I woke up and had your text messages, and I was like, "Oh, she did it!" <laughs> because Taylor was like, "There's a very chaotic surprise at 3 a.m." Yeah, yes. And but I was like, "I can't do it." I had, I mean, today has been a day. I had a full day today, and I had, I was going to wake up at 7:30 to be at Target as soon as they opened at 8 a.m. <laughs> Because that's what yeah. I, it's my, it's my tradition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my best friend yeah. from college, D. I mean, she's still my best friend, not just from college. But <laughs> that's what we would do. We would like go to Target. We would have like morning workouts for softball. And then we'd go straight to Target from our workouts. Just like sweaty and gross. And we would get a Taylor Swift <laughs> album. So and it was super I fun because it. it was the Target that Taylor would go to. Like anytime she was like, oh, that's like right. in the old days when she like, I'm at my yeah. Target. It was that... I have been to that Target. Did you ever see her? No. Oh, <laughs> no. But every time, every time I was like looking around. Is she here? Where are you at, Blondie? Where are you? <laughs> so I knew that that was coming. So I, I called it at like 2 a.m. And, and 7.30 came real quick. See, I attempt well I didn't like really try to call I was like I'm so tired I like crashed after the second listen I was I feel like I'm like dead right now emotionally everything I was everything it was everything everything. depleted so I yeah I put it on again like in my headphones and I was listening and I put my phone down so I was just listening like just Mm -hmm. laying in bed listening (laughs) Tim was snoring away I was like this is really killing the vibe right now can you not But I was like, you know, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. If I stay awake, I'm awake for awake. whatever happens at the chaotic surprise. Yeah. And then I did fall asleep, but then spontaneously awoke at you were like, 3 a.m. And I was like, my brain knows. Seven new songs. Yes. yes. Seven additional songs. Seven. It's so good. Not so, to mention so the other bonus track on the yeah. Target exclusive edition, which oh my gosh, that's like truly one of the best ones. It's hits so, different. It's so good. It's, it's different. So oh. good. <laughs> I was just in my car screaming as I drove to Target for the second time yes. today. Oh yeah, because Cass and I both blacked out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I went to Target. I 
had to ask an employee for the CD because somehow they had like a whole rolling end cap style display near the checkout area but I like mm-hmm. didn't see it when I walked in because I yeah. was like I'm laser focused I'm going to the music section right. so I had to ask an employee and she found the CD for me and she was like here you go and I was like you're a hero and then I go to check out and I see the whole display and then I I truly did black out as <laughs> I blacked out and I bought three vinyls we can't be held responsible for our actions today Listen, I bought a CD and three vinyls. Yeah, I did Knowing too. that I have another CD and, and, and another vinyl already and another. pre-ordered. I have two and vinyls like, Why did I and do a this? CD. Ah! I spent so much money. Ah, but, I mean. Almost yeah. the end of the month. That's true. I do get paid this coming week. So I was yeah, like, I can fine. make it another fine. few days. Everything's fine. <laughs> See, but do you, you have a record player? I do actually have a record dear friends, player. Dear, dear friends. I do not. <laughs> and I, including today's purchase for Midnight's, have purchased five albums. I can't be held responsible. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm also putting a record player on my Christmas list, so. <laughs> yeah, so you got to put it on the list. Someone will have to get you one. <laughs> Someone. Someone. Wink, wink. Who has perhaps been on an episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's asleep right now, I think. Can't hang. (laughs) Can't hang. Same. Anyways, so that's our lives. We're having the best time. We're delirious. Taylor Swift. That's all. That's all. Taylor Swift. Give it a listen. (laughs) If you are Throne of Glass fans, think about Kale and Selena on Midnight Rain. Cry with us. Uh, No. Why do you have to bring it up again? Sorry, I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Think about Rowan. Think about Rowan and Aelin for the Great War. Oh my gosh, the Great War also. Allison at the Bookish Farmer mm-hmm. was like, "This is also a good Jude and Cardin song." Uh, and I was like, mm. "There was something about wine in it." I like blacked out every time I listened yeah. to these songs. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Well, yeah, that's our lot. That's that's how we're doing. We hope you guys love the album two months after its release. <laughs> Whenever this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I did today when I went to Target for the second time to get the albums, I was carrying three Taylor Swift albums. I have on my. <laughs> 1989 Taylor Swift t-shirt I have my Lululemon belt bag and then I got a pumpkin spice latte and I was like perfect bring on the basic bring uh, it yeah. on <laughs> I love it you know I took there's a picture no shame in that game. there's no none no I'm shame not in that ashamed game. I'm so <laughs> not ashamed that I took a picture in a parking lot so incredible I love it okay well what are you reading <sighs> right now right now I am reading I just started it a couple nights ago but I'm realizing now that I also need to start reading my traveling sisters. I know. Books. I, I need to start. I was like, oh, I need to start that Ooh, soon. Um, but I am currently reading The Cartographers by Peng Shepard. It's it's really interesting so far. Mm-hmm. It has like a lot of negative reviews. And so far, I'm not really seeing it. But yeah. Was this a book knows? of the This was a book of the month one, right? Yes, it's yeah. from March book of the month, and I just <laughs> you didn't have to tell reading. us that. <laughs> I'm gonna expose myself because I have a whole shelf of book of the month. All right, books just, we're holding. I used so to be so good. I used to be so on top of it, but and now I'm not. Oh, oh well, it is what it is. It but is. what are you reading right now? I'm currently reading. It's called Persepolis 
It is a graphic novel. It's a like graphic memoir about this young girl. And I think it's as she gets older as well. But right now the part I'm mm-hmm. at, she's a young girl um, growing up in Iran during the like Islamic revolution and wow. like the war yeah. afterwards. So it's super interesting. It's just yeah. told. I mean, the, the graphic novel format just makes it really captivating. Yeah. Um, but I put in my, one of my Goodreads updates, I was like, this makes me want to read history. <laughs> this makes me want to learn about history and that never yeah. happens. So I'm, wow. I'm super enjoying it. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's it, awesome. And it's, you know, she's like maybe nine or 10, like she's very young and oh, wow. she is going like, yes, you know, like religion and God. And then she's like, no, like it, this, the way like her, like the whole psychology, like her psychology as it pertains to the conflict is just, mm-hmm. it's, it's fascinating. So it's very good. Yeah. Speaking of young girls. Yes. That's a terrible segue. So, <laughs> so bad. As a young, as a young gal myself, there was a book that I loved more than anything. I read this book over and over and over and over again. (laughs) I'm, I'm so, I'm not kidding. I love this book so much. And that book is Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. Yes. Um, Yes, yes, yes. This was written in 1997. It is about a young girl, Ella Eleanor of Frell, who in this world that she lives in, every time a baby is born, every time there's a wedding, like these really big life events. Any celebration. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. A fairy couldn't bestow a gift. And there's one particular fairy who gives terrible gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, This fairy Lucinda gives Ella the gift of obedience. And so. Correct. Ella, if you give her an order, she has to do it. She cannot not do it. If she tries to avoid doing it, she becomes sick. Like, it's just, it's bad. So this story really is about how she navigates this gift. It's about dealing with people who find out about the gift and use it to their advantage against her. And it's about her her friendship with a a little prince. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But yeah, so it's just the story of her, you know, coming to terms with really who she is, what it, you know, how do you overcome this curse really that she's been given. And I just, I love this book so much. It's very, very good. And spoiler alert, she had that power within herself the The whole time. And like, what a great message. Uh, It's so beautiful. (laughs) Do I wish, do I wish that she could have broken the curse for herself? Yes. Mm -hmm. However, I doing it for, for Char, I just like, oh, Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. So yes. good. She's just it's such a compassionate character and she's yes. like so plucky and I just I love her so much. I know. This book. Uh, it and was she so is good. like very thoroughly like emotionally and psychologically abused by yes. Her stepsister Hattie by Dame Olga. But Sheena was never I mean, there were a few times where she got really sad and down, but she, like you said, she was so plucky. She was always hopeful. I, I hated Hattie, but I was never myself just like, oh, it's never going to be okay. Like, yeah, she found mm-hmm. joy even like in the midst yes. of it, all of so this good. terrible, oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. 
And like all the letdowns that she encounters. Like in the book, she goes on this wild solo adventure, runs away from finishing school at 15 and goes, she's like, you know what? Lucinda's going to be there. I got to be there. I got to be where that is. And she goes on this epic quest and meets the giants and everything. And and then immediately gets let down because her father's like, well, I have to marry you off. And then it's Ugh. like, well, I can't marry you off. Now I'm going to get married. And then marries the worst person ever. Ugh. And it's just and I think everything she goes yeah, through. Everything. Ugh. It's so much. But yes, no, it's just it's so good. It's so good. What was your like? Tell us about your reading viewing experience with this book. Yeah. So I had watched the movie not like like a ton of times like it wasn't one that I've seen like a bajillion times but mm-hmm. I'd seen the movie multiple times and I mm-hmm. liked it a lot I was like man this movie is so fun it's so delightful yeah and then when it was time to read the book I got the audiobook mm-hmm. and I immediately was obsessed because folks this audiobook is read by this little girl. I don't know how old she may she's probably like 12 or 13, maybe. Yeah, I, think I so. didn't research her, but she reads it and it's so freaking good. And I was like, I want more audiobooks about young characters narrated, narrated by, by them. young yes. char- young people. And it she was did so good. such a great job with all the voices. Ugh. It was phenomenal. It was she phenomenal. did all the voices. There was music, there was sound effects. Ugh. It was incredible i'm like, so glad best you audio me. i'm so glad you texted me and told me like how good it was because my plan i have i have my copy yeah from i mean like the pages are like brown at this point they are so <laughs> old except the, but this is still in pristine condition i took good yeah. care of this book so mm-hmm. i was just gonna read it and then Cass texted me about the audiobook so i was like oh bet Let's, yeah, let's I was like, you need to listen to this because it's uh, so freaking good. Probably like so honestly good. the best audiobook production that I've ever listened to. Really? It's like, I I loved it so much. I, I mean, thought it was, it was amazing. amazing. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was so good. So, so good. I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. And then while I was listening to it, I was like, I don't remember this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Constant. I was like, I know this isn't in the movie, is I it? I was second God. guessing myself so hard, and then I rewatched the movie, and I was like, oh, it's because none of the things I in know. The, the book are in the movie. This is gonna be such a fun episode because I feel like this is the first one where it's like a terrible adaptation, but we love it like so much. Terrible, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, as much as I read the book so many times I was obsessed with this movie also (laughs) I mean I we owned it on DVD I watched it constantly I watched all of the special features the DVD had like this (laughs) it had this game where you where Ella and Char have to escape from his fan club and so you're like oh my gosh going through this maze (laughs) I mean capital O obsessed with yeah. with both of these. I mean just like that's core, amazing. Core like God tier childhood book and movie for me. <laughs> so 
I and I this was one of those where like again Cass hadn't read it until now and it's one of my favorites. So she's yeah. reading it and I was like, oh, I hope you like it because I love it <laughs> so much. I was like, I will take this personally. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! I freaking loved it. Freaking so. <laughs> loved it. What did you rate it? Uh, so I gave the book five stars. I haven't done a full review yet, but I just I it was so good. It's so okay. good. And Ella's just such a fun main character. And I just it's so good. It's such a good story. It's again, partially that classic Cinderella story yep. that we all know. But mm-hmm. I just think this is such an interesting and unique way to do a retelling of such a common story. Yeah. And I thought it was I just thought it was really cool and I loved it. Yeah. But what did you rate it? <laughs> I, I also gave it a five. I just, yeah. I, it's, and it's one of those where like, I think like it is nostalgic, but even if it was the first time, like with you, like, it's just yeah. so good. It's, it's so really good. good. And even as like a middle grade book, it's like, it's, it, I, yeah, I'm thoroughly mm-hmm. entertained and like hooked and just, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, it was funny. There were multiple I times know. that I was laughing Ella out loud. Is so and then funny. I was, like, crying. Uh, it it got me. Every emotion. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, on Goodreads, it has a four. A 4.00. I was like, this I is know. fascinating. I know. Just a I clean four. I know. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen that on Goodreads, actually. I know. I haven't either. Just, like, a solid, yeah. Yeah. I think it deserves higher. I, I think, think it, it should be at too. least 4.5. <laughs> I, I agree. I know. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the and book. Then, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yes, the book is incredible. Getting into the movie. Came out in <laughs> 2004. And this movie. <laughs> um, Different, but different it, it's good rotten tomatoes 51 percent on the tomato meat. <laughs> which is just wrong yeah the audience score 57 percent. also very low i'm, I'm like, like I mean, so surprised by that honestly yeah i i love this movie i loved it the first time i saw it i was i, I give it like a good score imdb slightly higher 6.3 out of 10 still quite low yeah i would have expected like at least a 7 out of 10 yeah me too but what did you give the movie (laughs) well so here's the thing again i love the i love the book as an adaptation of the book it's a 2 out of 10 and i think that is still (laughs) generous it is a terrible adaptation the only thing the only thing that is similar between the movie and the book is character names and that ella is obedient that is literally Mm -hmm. it except that we have characters in the movie that aren't in the book it doesn't matter anyways yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) so as an adaptation the lowest of lows as a work of art 10 out of 10 as a like <laughs> separate piece of art it's art it is what it yeah. is it just is it's a 10 out of 10 there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it mm-hmm. i love it so much i am captivated by it every single time 10 out of 10 yeah i <laughs> i put that it was a 10 out of 10 before i read the book and yeah. now i'm like okay i still love the movie but again it's an awful adaptation it does it does it hit different now it it hits different. It's different. It does. It hits different. <laughs> well, let's 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 dig in. Let's dig into it. Let's do it. So starting with well, so would you give it another rating now? If I'm being like actually critical of it as an adaptation, 
yeah, it's like a two out of ten. Yeah. It's a terrible adaptation. It's a terrible adaptation. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, once again, our breakdown of rating is casting and acting. How similar, like how, what is the level of, you know, adaptation? What are the good things? What are the bad things? Mm-hmm. What are questions we have after watching? What is the setting like? How is the soundtrack the style, the vibes? Um, and then we do have some quotes again. So we have a little fun quote section to go through, but let's start with casting and acting. This is where the movie immediately starts to diverge from the book yep. is that they went with an older cast. In the mm-hmm. book, Ella's 15, turns 16. She's a teenager. Yeah. But Ella is played by Anne Hathaway, who I don't know how old she was in 2004. She, she looks like an 23. adult. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's a grown up. Um, and they kind of change the school aspect of it that they're in the community college which i thought was kind of funny but anne hathaway excellent casting i would cast her as like an adult ella so good yeah she's so fun i love her so much (laughs) she's so good she's amazing and like part of the movie that i love is we have this like singing component and so she sings and it's just so yeah she's just great Mm-hmm. And, and again, mm-hmm. it's like another one of those things where like, I've watched this so many times growing up that like, she's my Ella. Like there's no one else I yeah. would like to play her you right. know? Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the adaptation that it is. But I also think that the younger girl that they had play right. Ella, I thought she was great too. But yeah, yeah it's Anne Hathaway. Like what, what more yeah. is there to say? Anne Hathaway is amazing. So yeah. <laughs> that's all. I know. And then for Prince Char... <laughs> Played by Hugh Dancy. Oh, I love him so much. He's fun. He's so <laughs> wonderful. He's so, so wonderful. I just put fire emoji for yeah, the uh, comment all that, on this. That's all there is to say. I mean, he's British. He's charming. He's suave. Yeah. He's he's nice. The floppy hair. Ew, the I'm floppy like, oh, hair. I love it. It's so Early cute. 2000s floppy hair. I'm here yes. for it. Yes, but yes, I thought yes. I thought he fit Char's personality as well. Yeah. You know how he mm-hmm. has to be like this diplomatic prince and you know but with goofball tendencies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought it was great. And they I thought they had really good chemistry, like played well Absolutely. off of each other. Yeah. I totally I agree, bought it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we and have then- Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy. Well, while so- the character is completely different. Completely. Like, so in the book, Mandy is oh. the fairy. I mean, she's the fairy. Mandy is the fairy godmother. Yeah. In the yes. book, she is this warm, plump, grandmotherly character who just like smells yes. like bread and folds mm-hmm. you into her embrace. Yes. And is not against Matt or is not good. At, it's not that she's bad at magic, but that she's she, ag- yeah. against big magic. She only uses mm-hmm. small magic and she's very yes. like particular about what that means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh in the movie in the movie they were like you know what mini freaking driver they're like we're gonna make mandy hot yeah i am obsessed with mini driver i don't know what it is i don't know why i freaking love her i love her i would watch her in anything this was my this is like my one i know mini driver because of this movie yeah she is amazing. I want more thing. I want Minnie Driver to be in like every movie. I want I her in everything. I just want more. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah. She was, I mean, she was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally wrong for the character, but oh, the character wrong. that she made was fun. <laughs> yes. And she did a good job yeah. playing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, We have a new character in the movie. Yeah. Because in the movie, Char's parents are both dead. Which, what was the reason? <laughs> Like, to have to for to create a conflict with Edgar is really why. Ugh, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, Uncle Edgar, yeah, is a uh, a new character, um, and he is played by none other than Carrie Elways. Incredible, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Okay, so again, I poured over special features, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of the ones um was like talking about him and his character, and he was like. I just feel like I'm always the good guy and it's so fun to play the bad guy. Like, yes, yes, I love Um, it. So, oh, he's just so good. He was very funny in that role. (laughs) It is so funny to see him playing this type of character, like the evil Mm -hmm. king kind of or evil interfering diplomat kind of vibe. It was very funny. I liked it a lot. Scheming. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Yeah, It was excellent. He just does. He's just so great so great so even though it's not in the book love him so much glad glad to have him a part of this and then so ella has two stepsisters first is hattie who is played by lucy punch yes she's she's in so many cinderella adaptations as a mean stepsister like that's her thing yeah and i like to think of lucy punch kind of as our generation's christine baranski i love that yeah yeah she's like that over the top just like (laughs) similar vibes the chaotic energy that is always used for evil in movies yeah i that's how i think of her i'm like she is the next coming of christine baranski (laughs) Mm -hmm. the reincarnation yes even though she's still alive no she's still it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're my rules you know, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> she does a fantastic job you hate her so much she's so awful oh my gosh yes yeah but she was great and then her sister olive is played by jennifer higgum and oh my gosh she was hilarious she was very funny <laughs> olive is like very like dull not smart yeah. only cares about money not the brightest yeah. crown in the box she has these dorky pigtails i also love that everyone was like color coordinated so hattie was always in orange and olive was Mm -hmm. always in purple and it was just so good so good i thought they did a great Mm -hmm. job all of they were very she would just make me laugh olive made me laugh all the time she really didn't even have that many lines it was just her facial expressions she'd be like yep it was good um Mm -hmm. and then we have the fairy lucinda who again bestowed the gift of obedience yes yes ella and she was played by vivica a fox yes which i just thought that was flawless so good she's so good in that role oh she's so fabulous i mean she totally Mm -hmm. nailed it it was she was like sassy and like so extra and yeah it was perfect yeah she was incredible after lucinda we have arita played by Parminder Nagra. Mm-hmm. And I wanted more of her. I know. Her character was not in it enough. I wanted we, so much more of her. I know. We didn't get any of the... I mean, we see as a kid, like, Ella stands up for her. 
but we really don't get the development of their friendship. We don't get her teaching Mm -hmm. Ella Aorthian. Yeah, there's right. It's a very different version of the character, which is it's fine. Yeah, for the movie, but yeah, disappointing because she's so delightful. Mm -hmm. And then the only reason I bring up this next character so that we can talk about the one that follows. (laughs) Yes. So Slan and the Elf, he joins Ella on her journey travels to find Lucinda he's played by Aiden McArdle who I thought he was great I thought he was funny never heard he's of him, funny but his character doesn't job. exist in the book so no, no Slandon does oh he does I he's, don't remember he's him. one of the elf traders he's the one who gives her oh. the Agulin pottery the one that her His, father okay. trains with. Uh-huh. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha it's just gotcha. a totally different character. But that's why I was like, he doesn't exist, but yeah. it's because he's completely different. Because <laughs> he's completely different. He te- you're right. He doesn't exist. Yeah. It's also hard for me to remember character names when I only listen to the audiobook and never like look at the page. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. So yeah, he's he's with Elle on his journey or on her journey. He wants to become yeah. a lawyer. But the reason I bring him up is because he meets a giantess. Yes. Named yep. Broomhilda, played by <laughs> none other than Heidi Klum. I did not even realize that yes. was her. I don't know what I was. I was not paying attention to the movie, yes. clearly. But... <laughs> Heidi Klum plays a giant in this movie. and Incredible. <laughs> incredible. And at the end, there's this big musical number and she rocks slamming yes. in her arms. It's, and it's so funny. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. While they aged up the cast and added some new characters, everyone did a great job. Yeah. It, it, it's a great cast and you can, cast. there's a lot of good chemistry in the ensemble work yeah. like it's a fun cast they yeah. you can tell that they had fun making this movie. yes absolutely uh, mm-hmm. all right well so then let's talk about how similar to the book <laughs> this movie is i would say five percent yeah yeah <laughs> that's very low very aside low. okay the opening is really good like telling the story of her growing up and then when her mom dies like that is accurate yeah that whole part is accurate showing how the curse has affected her as a child yeah but then once her mom dies the story is completely different it's a totally different story (laughs) yeah it's like a five percent similar well (laughs) and it's interesting because the movie really jumps off of what Ella was afraid of in the book. So Mm -hmm. Ella was afraid of, like, she falls in, she and Char fall in love and, you know, she wants to marry him, but she's afraid that she would be used against him in the kingdom. And so it's interesting that that's what the movie takes and, like, manipulates Mm -hmm. and makes into the plot. But yeah, it's still quite low. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's very different. It's interesting because the movie sort of timeline-wise picks up with like this last third of the book, mm-hmm. well, second half of the book kind of. Yeah. Because her dad does marry Hattie and Olive's mom right. just like way later in the book. Like right. that doesn't happen right off in the book. Mm-mm. So it's interesting that the movie just jumps into that. But yeah, it's very different some of the more negative changes of this i'm gonna start with this and this is the only time i'm ever going to say this like ever probably (laughs) is that 
this is the one time I don't want this to be enemies to lovers. I, I don't want it Ugh. because in the book, you just have this beautiful blossoming friendship between Char and Ella and they write all these beautiful letters Gorgeous to each other letters. and then they fall in love and it's so wonderful it's and then so in wonderful the, in the movie they're like well he's a, a magic segregationist and doesn't want any of these other species to even be around and yeah. she's like politically protesting against it. I was like okay that's yeah. um that's a choice. I yeah. didn't I didn't like it. They're not supposed to be enemies to lovers. They're just I supposed know. to fall in love. They're just friends. supposed to be sweet, sweet friends. I know, because the whole running bit in their letters is that he keeps like hinting at his feelings and then he, he finally keeps, tells them. He keeps asking her. It's one of my favorite quotes, but he's like, Are you still Ugh. too young to marry? Ugh. And then she says, No, I'm too old. I'm too tired them. to marry. I'm too old yeah. to marry. Oh, uh, it's, it's so, so good. good. There are letters. That whole part where it's just the letters back and forth is so, so good. It's I so love it so when much. And he's like, I miss talking. And so her whole letter is like faking a conversation for yes. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so the good. letter where he it's... confesses his love for her. I just like, it makes me cry. It's so good. I was actually shook. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I know. I'm like, this so 16 beautiful. year old writing this beautiful letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just incredible. It's so good. And I just wish that, the, the again, the one time I wish that it had not been enemies to lovers. Because, I don't know, it just... The vibe was the vibe was wrong. The oh, vibe can, was wrong. Can I just read part of the letter? Yeah. It's so good. You like me. You wouldn't waste time or paper on a bean you didn't like. But I think I've loved you since we met at your mother's funeral. I want to be with you forever and beyond. But you write that you are too young to marry or too old or too short or too hungry. Until I crumple your letters up in despair only to smooth them out again for a 12th reading, hunting for hidden meanings. Father asks frequently in his letters whether I fancy any Aorthian young lady or any in our acquaintance at home. I say no. I suppose I'm confessing another fault. Pride. I don't want him to know that I love if my affections are not returned. You would charm him and mother too. They would be yours completely, as I am. What a beautiful bride you'll be, whomever you marry at whatever age. And what a queen if I'm the man. Who has your grace, your expression, your voice? I could extol your virtues endlessly, but I want you to finish reading and answer me quickly. Today, I cannot write of Aortha for or my doings or anything. I can only post this and wait. Love, it is such a relief to pen the word. Love, love, Char. Oh, so like, good. are you kidding oh me? Oh my God. When he says, and then I uh, smooth it for a 12th reading, I was like, <laughs> it's so good it's so good oh my gosh so yeah I and you know I hadn't really minded that until now as an adult yeah (laughs) where I was just like I really miss their friendship watching Mm -hmm. it this time so yeah I totally agree and I think because of that we miss a lot of depth into Char's character as well Mm-hmm. Because he tells a lot about yeah. his experiences growing up and, you know, like with the relationships with his family. And so yeah. we don't really get that in the movie either, but yeah. Right. 
Another thing I didn't really like how they portrayed, they made her obedience super obvious. Yeah. Like the sound effect. There was every a sound effect time. every time. It was like, Ping! and then yep. she would like jerk every time yeah. she got an order and do it immediately. Whereas in the book, so a huge part of the book is her trying to fight against it and mm-hmm. resist it. And it's not necessarily always visible to the people around her. Whereas in the movie, it's okay. Of course people figured it out because she's yeah. like, what? <laughs> like yeah. it's ridiculous. It just sticks Ugh. out her boobs and does it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very odd. Yeah. There's a few things with both her and Char's parents that are different in the movie Char's parents are dead which they are alive mm-hmm. and well in the book <laughs> yes um, and again I think that that's just so that they could create that conflict with Edgar right um mm-hmm. you know because in the book there's not the only conflict is really with Hattie yes even Lucinda doesn't present necessarily conflict she just complicates the right the arc of the book there's not a real like major conflict in yeah. the book yeah the conflict is like her now being a servant in her own home yeah and just right being you know degraded is really the mm-hmm. the conflict yeah and then in the movie her dad is so much more like he's so considerate and so nice <laughs> I was like, this is not the man that was in that book. I know. Because in the book, he was a terrible father. He was like awful. when, when her, the first note that I wrote when I was reading the book was, wow, her mom just died and her dad is being so mean to her. I He's know. like, stop crying. I know. He's like, stop I'm making like, a scene. Dude, what? I know. Awful. Ugh, it made me so mad. <laughs> I know. And I guess like I can see why they would do that because they're like we can't have every adult in her life be horrible to her. And I'm like, um, you could, because then she gets to go live with Char anyway. Yeah. And then like with her dad not being so awful, it's not as entertaining when he marries Olga, because in the book, Lucinda comes and puts a curse on yes. him too. And it's so funny in the book, my wife who I love, but I do not want to be around and he no. goes off. He leaves. Like, he leaves. He literally leaves. He's like, not present in the book no, at all <laughs> because he doesn't want to be around her mm-hmm. i i hated what they did to char's character in the i know movie. he supports the all the magical beings being removed from our lands I why know. Why do we have to turn him into some sort of segregationist I why know. can't he be actively in conflict against his uncle like the i know set up and then they leave it to the end because ella the, the girl has to come in and show the boy she gotta wrong. enlighten <laughs> him come on movie i yeah that that part of the storyline i was not really a fan of after like revisiting it it is not just women's roles to go educate dumb yes. men on what they should and shouldn't do passive yeah. yeah absolutely so i was like yeah. i don't like this i don't like this at all yeah we already t- kind of talked about arita who's not really mm-hmm. in much of the movie <laughs> however she still gets a way worse deal than she does in the book yeah i was so mad about that i know so in the book hattie tells ella like she can't be friends with arita anymore which is why ella runs away she's like Mm -hmm. that's it i'm not gonna hurt my friend and she runs away from finishing school whereas in the movie to arita's face is like 
I could never be friends with an Aorthian. Please leave. Yeah. Like, don't speak to me again. I never want to see you again. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. And it's like, what? It was yeah. so sad. I know. And especially since they've redu- they already reduced Arita's character so much. Why'd you have to go and do that on top of it? That's I know. so mean. I know. And then it, it just doesn't make any sense why she would forgive her. <laughs> like and like be in the wedding like they do nothing to like show the rep repairing that relationship but right and it's like there would have had to be a conversation like yo i was under this curse that right. made me obey everything but and because of that i couldn't that tell you <laughs> right exactly yeah. yeah another change that it's it's not really a negative change it's just <laughs> it's a funny thing which I guess it's not really funny in retrospect thinking about it. People do wear wigs and that's fine. But in the book, Hattie <laughs> wears wigs. She's bald. And it's this running bit in the book, not in the movie whatsoever. Not important, but it was like mm-hmm. kind of one of those ridiculous yeah. elements of the book that were enjoyable to read. But now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, should we have been making fun of Hattie for being bald? Probably not. <laughs> So essentially what this all boils down to is that the entire plot is different. <laughs> Completely different. And that, you know, that's, I guess, a negative change because it's not true to the book and doesn't represent the book. Yeah. But again, what I think is interesting is that if viewed on its own, it's su- like it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. You just can't hold it to an adaptation of the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few there's a few like tropey things. <laughs> <laughs> we have the whole I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Which literally is spoken by Char. And I was just like, yeah. I wanted to vomit. You're not like the other girls. I was like, like the other girls. And she's Shut like, up, well, maybe that's good for you. I'm just like, that's why you should be interested in me because yeah. I'm so quirky and different. Different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, not this. I know. Not this nonsense. I know. Another <laughs> change that was absolutely ridiculous. When Ella goes off to finishing school in the book Mandy gives her a magic book that shows her real things that are happening in the movie this book also contains a boyfriend of Mandy's boyfriend she took book boyfriend to a whole new level and he's yes she did trapped in the book why is this what was the point of that (laughs) I don't know to show that she's a bad fairy I guess I don't yeah but it also like totally negates the importance of that book Mm because in the book that's such a important connection tool for Ella throughout all of her travels and everything Mm -hmm. so you really miss out on that aspect in a way so I was like that's a bummer yeah that's not a huge deal but it's a bummer yeah last thing I want to mention is like we do see the consequence of her obedience like her obedience curse you know with Edgar telling her to kill Char Mm -hmm. but really in the movie the only other place we get that is from Hattie who you know uses that to her advantage and really just right makes Ella steal things and you know whatever but in the book it's a lot more pervasive I guess consequential like her dad tries to marry her off to old men and like Mm -hmm. because of he doesn't know about the curse but because of the way he speaks to her she's 
you know, eats yeah. these mushrooms and is like excited to marry them and wouldn't have a choice if she was told right. to marry them. Exactly. And she's like, yes, yes, yeah. I will marry him. Yeah. So disturbing. Yeah. And then another wrinkle of that that truly makes it a lot more psychologically interesting of the ramifications of this on Ella, which mm-hmm. like the book co- definitely covers more intimately than the movie is when she does eventually find Lucinda the first time, Lucinda says, you should be glad to be so obedient. Yeah. And then that alters the curse that then she's super happy to right. obey what everyone tells her. No to do matter it what it, it was. Like, oh, it made it so much grosser and it just took oh. it to a level that was my heart was breaking for her because she was I like, know. Like she couldn't stop and it was so hard. She was happy to marry an older man and happy to listen to her father. And Mm -hmm. I know. And then it was just like heartbreaking when Mandy realized and was like, feel how you want to feel. And Ella just starts like crying. Yes. It was so sad. Yeah. It was really (laughs) sad. It was really sad. Yeah. And now again, like we say how these are like negative changes, like from the book. It's still, it's still a great movie. Yeah. But again, like from from the lens of an adaptation is like what we're approaching this from. But I I just want to be clear that I freaking love this movie. (laughs) Yes. Also true. I also love this movie. And yeah, we need to know that it's a terrible adaptation. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The people need to know. But um, there are some things that I love that either were like embellished from the book or, you know, different from the book. One of those that I love is this. It, it's part of the setting, but it's this like modern medieval setting. So, mm-hmm. which I think the book is like mostly like like medieval. I don't know when pretty it's pretty standard. To be set. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this this like modern twist, they don't try to make it fully modern, but it's not fully medieval. And so, like Olga, mm-hmm. Dame Olga and Ella's dad, they meet at a nobleman's convention. Like <laughs> what? And then like, mm-hmm. this idea of like the community college and yeah. Uh, the it giants takes... are like pretty modern, like the dancing and the outfits. And um, yeah. I, just, I just thought it was very fun. It's a cool blending of like the real world and yeah. the fantasy book. Yeah. Um, I really liked it too. Yeah. I also thought it was kind of a good change that they did skip over a lot of like, the whole finishing school plot. That part in the book, it's fine. Like, right. It's important development of seeing Hattie kind of figure out the curse and everything, which we still right. get in the movie. Just yeah, in a it doesn't way. have to happen at finishing school. Yeah. The important things that come from that, we still got to see. Right. So, totally. Fine. I agree. And then another positive <laughs> change. In the book, Char does show up and help them with an ogre situation, but he like does this. not do it as hotly in the book as he does it in the movie because i was like "Mm, (laughs) hello prince char i know oh and then at the end when they're having the the big conflict at the end when he like swings in and throws her the sword i was like man Uh, he is so hot (laughs) it's so good Uh, yes it's absolutely amazing so so good yeah. yeah, he's hotter and suaver in the movie than he is in the book, and like, which is like fine, right? Because he's like older, so it's fine. We can yeah. be, mm-hmm. we don't have to. Yeah, it's great. Right, exactly. <laughs> so good. Um. So my one question after watching the movie is, where was Ella hiding the dagger that she was supposed to kill Char with? An excellent question. 
Cause where like, did that come from? where did it come from? One minute she had it or she didn't have it. And then the next yeah. minute she did. And I was like, it was just you, there. I didn't see you wrestling in pockets. Like, so that's my one question. Let me, let me know. Let me know your thoughts. If you have any, uh, yeah. anything to say on that. Um, I got nothing. So yeah, I got nothing either. Okay. Let's talk about the setting. What I pictured versus what I saw on screen the broad strokes of it this is what i pictured it matches yeah. but then yeah. like as we started talking about kind of the elements that they added really vamp it up a little bit yeah totally yeah i thought it was great for what they like set out for it to be like what they claimed to be with that mix mm-hmm. like they weren't trying to be pure like medieval or even regency or whatever it was but they also weren't trying to purely make it modern so right and like the the early 2000s like medieval fashion was just like wow it was so good it's wonderful it kind of the fashion aspect of it kind of reminds me of like a more over the top um a knight's tale like if a knight was like (laughs) slightly more over the top with the fashion it would be like this (laughs) yes a fun fact for the setting again i poured over the special features in my lifetime (laughs) at the beginning when it does like the intro through frell and like the countryside there's five different like profiles and faces like in the building facades and like in the hillsides so next time you watch look out for the faces because they're there i don't i didn't notice them yeah they're they're hard (laughs) to to watch more carefully yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, so setting was, they, they did a good job. It, it was what it was. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. What about the soundtrack that we've already kind of talked about the style, but like the vibes? What were your thoughts? I just said yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Soundtrack vibes. Moving on. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I love the soundtrack. I had the CD. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so good. I know, again, special features gal over here. There were like music videos. All of the songs that are in the credits, there were music videos. Right. As soon as the credits start, I started singing. Like, I was like, how do I remember all of these words? Yeah, right. From this song. (laughs) And another fun fact (laughs) is that Jesse McCartney helped with the soundtrack. And so Mm -hmm. he had some of his vocals mixed with Anne Hathaway. So she's like a pretty strong singer. So she didn't need it. But it was like his vocals mixed with Hugh Dancy. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, that. so that was Jesse McCartney that we heard mostly. And in the special features, is like, yeah, my little sister's like a huge fan. So she was really excited that I got to do it. <laughs> I thought it was just like that's so amazing. Good. So good. So yeah, I just I love the soundtrack. I love the Queen little moment. Mm-hmm. And then at the end they have a, a finale, which is very fun. Yeah, Don't break my heart. So it's just great. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so fun. Yeah. I mean, the all-time top tier soundtrack moment is when ella sings somebody to love i know it's just that scene is that's Ugh. the scene people remember from this movie it's so good it's, it's so, so good, good. Mm-hmm. it's so fun i love it so much yeah. all right well what are some of our favorite quotes from we have some from the movie and some from the book as well yes yeah 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 um, so my first one that I wrote down was from like the the narration right from the start of the movie is the guy saying there's good guys and bad guys and some guys in between. <laughs> it's like, okay. Just covering it all. Yep. It's there's there's guys. There's, there's guys, guys out there. Guys everywhere. 
And then another part that I just thought was so funny is when it's going over Ella's childhood and the other kid in their little like yard is like, bite me. And the show attacks her. She just bites her. funny. And they're all like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah, they're like, she's insane. Uh, Of course, the when the fan club is like bombarding Char, are you a fast runner? Not particularly. No. Why? And then they start chasing Get him. him. <laughs> I lo- and I love the blonde girl who's like kind of the ringleader. Like, yes. of those. oh, mm-hmm. she's so funny. He yeah. tried to kill Char. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, it's so good. And when Ella's fighting off the ogres before, is it the ogres? I don't remember. She's fighting off something. No, it's the like I don't know who they are. They're humans though. Oh, yeah, the guys that have Slannon, right, yeah, at the yeah, start, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm practiced in the ancient art of origami, and the guy's just, like, folding pa- paper. Pa- paper She's folding? like, I was hoping you wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> so good. Kick his butt. <sighs> and then she just literally so kicks good. his butt. <sighs> yep, <So laughs> she good. follows the exact directions, yeah. and it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. She's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yep. Um, I love when uh, Char and Slannon and Ella are leaving the Giants to go mm-hmm. to Lamea, um, and they're talking about, are they dating anyone? Do they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? And he's like, I've got many girlfriends, and she's disappointed. And mm-hmm. Char goes, you shouldn't believe everything you read in Medieval Teen. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? just so funny and then when they finally get to the castle the fan club is like taking a tour of the castle so like Hattie and Olive and again the blonde girl who asked if he could mm-hmm. run they're in there and they're like yeah Char like walked in this hall or whatever and so so many of them just immediately drop to the, gar- the ground and start kissing the floor and the tour guide goes lady stop tonguing the foyer <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time and then Dame Olga, like before the coronation ball, is getting some some facelifts done. Just getting some work done. Getting some work done. And the guy is like, you know, this is new. It's a combination of bat feces and something else. And he's like, it's batox. Batox. Batox instead of <laughs> Botox. And I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. And mm. I had one line from the book that just it it just struck me funny the way it's said. I don't even remember who says it. It's Madam Edith or whatever at the finishing school, maybe. She says, it's never too late to start being finished. Yes. <laughs> Good. What? It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, my favorite quote from the book is, are you still too young to marry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sweet. It's little so babies. Which, so yes, bad. spoiler, they were definitely too young to marry. But yeah, they were both teenagers. So. Both very young, even at the yeah. end. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But it is like, it's just such a good time. Both the book and the movie are just such a good, yeah. such a fun time. Mm-hmm. So we do recommend you partake in the book and the movie. Yes, in both of them. Yeah, listen to the audiobook. Yes, if you listen are able to the to. audiobook. If you are going to do it both, like as an adaptation, we think it's probably best like watch the movie first and then read it. Yeah, because that way you just like get more depth. I mean, you know, you get the real story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I would actually really say is that you really should just look at these as separate bodies of work. 
you know, we have the same main character, but they're truly two different stories. Um, they really are. Yeah. That are both really wonderful and fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please check them out. They're just, they're great. Absolutely. If you, so, I mean, like, if you like this, watch this and like this, I think the one that's always like suggested is like Enchanted, which I love Enchanted, mm, but yeah. I, it's also just like a very like Princess Diaries vibe, which again, Anne Hathaway can't go right. wrong. Or um, Ever After. Yes. Ever After yeah. would be really good for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you get more of like a friend. Well, they're kind of enemies. Yeah. It's like a little bit of both. Yeah. Enemies to friends to lovers. If you haven't read any of books by Gail Carson Levine, I highly encourage you. The Two Princesses of Bamar is also top tier. Have you not read that one? No, I've (gasps) never read anything by her. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, The Two Princesses of Bamar is so good. Is it? Oh, good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love it. I also love, I feel like fans of gail carson levine and like ella enchanted like you probably love shannon hale too mm. oh yeah so, i've never like, read any of hers oh Cass. <laughs> oh, i know i know okay so like the goose girl or like the princess academy oh they're so good i love the goose yeah. girl so that's what i would suggest if you're looking for like a middle grade you know type deal yeah i i will probably have to check some of those out because i'm not up to date on this <laughs> all right so our next episode because it's now it's December. It's December. What's up with that? How'd that up happen? With that? And this next episode will be coming out just four days before Christmas. Woo-hoo. So, as a special treat to you all, <laughs> we will be reading and talking about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And we will be watching Drumroll. one adaptation of it. Should we tell them or should we let it be a surprise of which adaptation? I feel like everyone's going to guess it. We're going to be talking about the Muppets, the Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes. Oh, the like objectively best one. Yes, absolutely. Because it's like it's still like the same script as every other one. But right. there's Muppets. There are Muppets. <laughs> I freaking love it i can't it's wait to rewatch so good. it it's like it's my favorite christmas movie yes like absolutely of all the christmas i'm never yeah. tired of this movie me neither it's so good it's, it's so, so fun good. i'm super pumped and yes it will be only like october still while we're watching it but <laughs> we're getting we're in gonna have fun. early <laughs> if you enjoyed listening rate review subscribe let us know your thoughts we do have an email address so if you want to send us recommendations of adaptations you would like us to cover or if you have any fan casts you want to hear us talk about anything like that you can email us at the yeah email us at the red carpet pod at gmail.com follow us on yield instagram at the red carpet pod (laughs) and i'm on bookstagram as fictional cast and mad is at reading rainbow so you can find us there and until next time, this has been a blast as always. As Thanks always. for listening. Yeah. XOXO, Madden Cast. Bye.